But hey, we're glad you guys are here today. And um, I got a word today. I think that's going to help all of us in here today. And um, I hope you leave here encouraged and inspired today. Oh, and my friend Kimmy is here all the way from Alabama. Alabama. And we're glad that she is here today. And we're glad all of you guys are here today. If you have a Bible, open up to the book of Acts. Open up to the book of Acts. Um, I love uh, this book of the Bible. It's one of my top favorites of all the books in the Bible. Because um, this, this is about the Holy Spirit. And uh, without the Holy Spirit, we're nothing. And um, the Bible says that, that, that God gave us Holy Spirit to do a lot of things for us. And without those things, we're, we're kind of, we're, we, we're going to miss out on something. So the Holy Spirit's huge. We ought to all know about the Holy Spirit. We ought to, we ought to get in the book of Acts and we ought to read this book. Because this book will teach a lot of things that you need to know as a, as a follower as a follower of Jesus. Okay, And so if you're just joining with us for the very first time, we've been in a series called 40. We've been in a series called 40 because here's the deal. And um, if, you've, if you've been alive long enough to know that you know that Jesus, God sent his son Jesus down to earth. And when he came to this earth, we celebrate that on Christmas. December 25th, there's a thing called, called Christmas. And we celebrate the birth of, of, of a man named Jesus. We don't think he's just a man. We also believe this man was also God. But we celebrate his birthday and that it is, there are so many, things, so many uh, hundreds of billions of dollars that are spent every single year on this in Christmas. And all revolves around this man named Jesus, his birthday. He came to this earth. And so we celebrate Jesus. And um, then, and then um, 33 years later, that man, Jesus, that we celebrate, we celebrate another thing called Good Friday. Almost every world religion celebrates this thing called Good Friday. This is the day that Jesus was beaten and he was, he was put on a cross for our sins, for all of our sins. And so we celebrate a thing called Good Friday. And then three days later, thank God, he didn't stay in that grave. He rose again. And we celebrate a thing called Easter. And Easter, and so we love, what we love about Easter is that the Easter is, Easter is a big deal for us. But what if you didn't know this, that whenever Jesus raises from the dead, three days later, the tomb was rolled away. He walks and talks and moves and breathes for 40 more, 40 more days. And when those 40 days are up, he ascends into heaven. He ascends in heaven. So if you're just joining us with us and you, you, you missed the, the first two weeks, that's where, that's where we've been at, okay? He walks the earth for 40 days, and then he ascends into heaven. And that resurrection is a big deal to us. But here's the thing. When he's over, the, over the course of those 40 days, a lot happens. How many of you guys in here know if you've only got 40 days to live, a lot happens? If you've only got 40 days to share some things, you're going to drop some, some wisdom. If I knew I was dying in 40 days, I, I, would, I would live a, a life that was a certain kind of way. I would give my best wisdom. Uh, dying is going to Africa um, in, in probably about 40 days. So I know what 40 days is like. I'm going to find out what seven days is like with a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and three-and-a-half-year-old twins. Um, I'm going to be in for a mess, you know, like I'm going to be in trouble. So pray for me. Start praying now. Uh, but I got 40 days to prepare myself. I got 40 days to prepare myself. I, I was here last night setting up for church, and this lady walked out, and, and she walked out with um, three or four or five kids, walked out, and she came back in. She goes, have you seen one of my kids? I said, ma'am, how many do you have? And she says, six. I said, I can relate. I said, you have... You know you had too many when you're losing them. You know what I'm saying? Connie, maybe it's normal. Maybe it's normal. My mom had six. Um, I would lose four. I was at a, a restaurant the other day, and um, this guy's like, hey, uh, your, your, kid's, your, your, your kid just walked out of the store. And I said, sir, I have three. I have four. If I lose one, we're going to be okay. Like, I'm going to, we'll, she'll come back eventually, you know? And people look at me like with this judgmental look on their face, like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, a lots, you know, I'm like, lots. Come to my church, you'll find out. Um, <clears throat> um, but I, we, we're in this series called 40, okay? And so if you missed the last two weeks, we're, we're talking about the resurrection. What does that mean to you and I? What does it mean that he rose again three, three days later? And what does it mean? What did he tell us over those 40 days? And here's what we wrote down, or here's the thing that we processed last week. That the resurrection proved 
that Jesus wasn't just Jesus, but we actually proved that he was God. Jesus wasn't just a man. He wasn't just a man that died. He rose again and he walked this earth and then he ascended in heaven. But Jesus was not just a, a man, but Jesus, he came today and he proved, he came that day and, and rose again. He wanted to prove to you and I that he was, that he was God. The second thing we looked at last week was that the resurrection gives us peace. The resurrection gives us peace. Last week's message was one of my favorite messages of all times because it spoke to me. And I, sometimes when you preach messages, they don't speak to you as much as other ones, but I love that one. That one spoke to me because I, I, believe, I believe in this room here today that 100% of all people want peace in their life. A lot of you guys posted those things last week. What's the one thing that we're all looking for? A lot of people tweeted that or posted that, but I realized we all want peace. There isn't a single person here that says, you know what, I like turmoil. I like chaos. Nobody, nobody likes that. Now, I like, I'm confrontational, but I don't want to live a life full of confrontation. Like, I want to have some, I want to have some peace. I want to have some, I want to have some, some calmness in my life. Um, but I want, to, I want to talk about something else that's super, super important today. So if you have a Bible, open up to Acts chapter 1. If you've been following with us along, we've been in, we've really only been in one chapter of the Bible for the last, um, for the last two weeks. And um, we're going to jump into the book of Acts. And um, I still haven't even got to the ascension part yet. Like 40 days and then he ascends. Like I haven't even got to that part yet. I don't know what I'm waiting on. Um, uh, we have next week and, and uh, next week is family Sunday. And I hope you're making plans to be here next Sunday. It's also baptism Sunday. We'll have baptism outside and we're going to have Kona eyes and a bounce house. I'm really excited about the Kona eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like you think I'm juiced up with coffee? Give me some Kona eyes and it's game over. So I'm excited about the Kona eyes. Um, that's between, uh, between experiences next week. But Acts chapter 1, um, <clears throat> verse uh, 1, the Bible says this. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving, after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. So he gives them this, all this information. He gives them all this. He's like, you guys got to have these things. Um, I, was in, I was in Starbucks Starbucks when I wrote this series, and I didn't have a pen. So I went to the lady next to me. She was homeschooling her three kids, which any mom who homeschools, you're a gladiator. Like, I can't imagine us. But I say us, I mean you. I can't imagine Diana homeschooling our kids. That would be just tough. Like, I, we can't even get them, you know, to brush their teeth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, much less get them to sit and listen and, and, and follow the program. Connie's like... I'm writing a book about it, you know? It wasn't as hard as, it's not as hard as you're making it, Wes. And I, I, so I was like, can I borrow a, a colored pencil? And the kids look at me like, why are you using colored pencils? I'm like, I'm an artist. And, uh, and for me, that just means I'm highlighting stuff in my Bible. But I, 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 I was reading through the Bible, and, I, and I, I've got 40 written over these last two chapters of the Bible. And, and I have this verse that we've been talking about all week long. In verse 3, the, or all the last two weeks, the verse 3 says this, During the 40 days after Jesus suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. So he's like, hey, guys, this is, this is what the 40 series is all about, straight from Scripture. First force is this. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, guys, do not, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he has promised, as I had told you before. So you don't leave until you get the gift. The gift is, if you're just joining with us, like, what gift is he giving us? He's given him the Holy Spirit. He's like, it's a gift to you. Like you get to, it's gonna lead you, it's gonna guide you, it's gonna protect you. The Holy Spirit does so many things and you cannot live without it. The peace that you need, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, and he says, hey guys, don't leave until you get the gift. And you know me. Someone asked me today, what's your, what's, what's your love language? I'm like, my, 
you guys know this, you've been in church here long, and I'm like, what's your, my, my, my love language is, is gifts. And like, what's your second one? I'm like, it's gifts. What's your third one? I'm like, hey, guess what? It's gifts again. I love, love, love gifts. I was in the car with Josh for a long time the last few days, and he's like, is your, is your birthday coming up soon? I said, bro, if my birthday was coming up soon, I would let you know. Like, you don't, when someone likes gifts, they let you, they give you like a 90-day counter. You know, like, hey, my birthday's in, th- in two months. Hey, my birthday's in one month. Hey, my birthday's in this week. Hey, seven days. Hey, here's the, like, people that like gifts are like, hey, bro, here's the gift. Here's my list, wish list. You know, like, gift people, they're savage. They don't even, they don't even, we don't even apologize. Like, hey, we like gifts. Deal with it. Like, you knew this when you entered into this relationship. <laughs> so you guys say, I'm giving you a gift, and the gift is the Holy Spirit. Like, you're going to leave with the Holy Spirit. Um, he says, don't leave until you get it. And then verse five says this. This is, this is a very, this is a pivotal voice, a pivotal verse for, for our text this morning. John chapter five, or John chapter, Acts chapter one, verse five, the Bible says this. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you're just joining church today and, and you don't have, a, you don't have a, a theology degree, which most of you guys in here don't, there, there's actually two baptisms in the Bible. There's actually two baptisms in the Bible, and we can see these baptisms um, because it's, they're straight in Scripture, but you're, you're very, most of you guys in here today, you're probably very familiar with, a, with what's called water baptism. And next week, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do water baptism, and you want to make sure that, you, that you're here for that. And if you haven't been baptized, I want to encourage you, next week, is, it's your week to, to be water baptized. But the Bible says in this verse, I'm going to be baptizing you guys with, a, with the Holy Spirit. Like, you're going to get baptism in a whole new way. And he says, there's a guy named John, not the disciple John, but this guy's name was actually John the, John the baptizer. Like his, that was like his last name. Like you're John the baptizer. Like you're going around baptizing people. And here's the deal. I wrote down a couple of things that I think it's important for you to get today. The water baptism, it identifies us. Water, water baptism, it identifies us. It's saying, hey, believer, follower of Jesus. Like God, this guy knows who Jesus is and he's a, he's a disciple. The Bible tells us whenever the, whenever the end is coming near, Jesus says to his, in the end of his life, he tells his disciples, hey guys, I want you to go out to all the world and I want you to share the gospel with people. And then after you share the gospel with them, I want you to dunk them. I want you to baptize them. The word baptism in the Greek word is the word uh, baptizo. And that word is actually immersion, which means you gotta be fully submerged. Like you've gotta be all the way under, under the water. And uh, if you, if you, if you, a lot of you guys are going to say your your pastor's kids like this is like the funnest thing to do when you're a pastor's kid. Pastor's kids, they love practicing baptism. It's weird church stuff. Shoot you straight, but like my kids have my kids have been baptized. They get baptized every bathtub, you know. And and if I baptize them, I hold them on a little bit. I hold them under a little bit extra longer. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, demons, get out of there. You know, like I want to leave them in the water. You know. Um, but I realize in here today that some of you guys today you, you may not may not have been baptized before, but baptism it follows. Baptism follows salvation. And, 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 and the baptism, it, uh, it, it's an identifier. Water baptism is an identifier. It shows your community, hey, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm, 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 I'm following Jesus with, with my life. I've given my life to Christ. And so many of you guys have done that. And so, um, again, life to Christ. And so then after that follows water baptism. Then, I, then the second thing, there's a, also a thing called spirit baptism. It's when you get the Holy Spirit. It's like when you... When the Holy Spirit comes up, when the Holy Spirit comes up, he's like, that's the gift I'm gonna give you. You're gonna get the, you're gonna get the Holy Spirit. And I wrote down this, the spirit baptism, it empowers us. <clears throat> this, this, this is what, this is the thing that it, it, the spirit, it empowers you. Like if you have, a, um, if you have a, a Prius in here today, it comes with the, it's ran by a, 
a battery. That's, that is the important part. You need the, you need the power. If you have a, a regular a car, a, a gasoline car, then that gasoline and, and, and that engine, that, that's the thing that powers that car. I have some friends now that have these, these hybrid cars. And it's so weird to me that when you sit at a red light, they, they basically quit running. Like, they just, they just stop running. Like they're just kind of sitting there, and you can't even hear them. You, you can't, hear, can't hear them hear them running. And I have a, a friend of ours, and he's like, hey, um, you, you want to take a ride in my car? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't ride in Priuses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but you can't hear them running. <laughs> you can't hear them running. He goes, and Josh told me, hey, this is the, my friend Josh, may or may not be Josh, he said, when you get to a certain speed, then the engine kicks, and then, then, it, then, comes, the, then comes the power, and you need, you need the power. And so here's what I want to talk to you guys today about. The resurrection gives us power. The resurrection gives you and I power because if we had a God that died on the cross for our sins and he was still in a grave, what power? There's no power in that. There is zero, zero power in that. It's like having a car that's got no gasoline and it's got a car that has no, it has no, it has no engine. It just, you're, you're not going to go, you're not going to go that fast. My kids for Christmas got these scooters. And it, you, you got to get them going fast enough. And if you get them going fast, then you hit the, hit the trigger and they're electric and that thing kicks in. I, I love that toy. It worked out great because we got two of them because we have, we have our two older kids. We thought they both could do it, but Trip doesn't really like his as much. So I got, now I have a scooter. I'm like, this is awesome. The other day, Hope's like, be careful on that thing, Dad. I'm like, mind your own business. You know, like, I, I know what I'm doing. That thing kicks in and I'm like, but man, that thing, I, I realized, man, we're, some of us in here today, we got these scooters if you don't have a scooter with power behind it, you ain't living yet. Dude, you hit that button. There's, there's, a, there's a guy that lives in a homeless camp right around um, over, over on a Koei Popka Road. I see him. And he has a gasoline-powered bicycle. Like, you're riding a bicycle without a motor. You're not doing it right no more. I see these guys. I'm like, yeah, I just rode 23 miles. I'm like, dude, without a motor? Why did you ride 23 miles without a motor? Like, there's motors. Like, why did you ride 23 miles? Your car can go 23 miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, but here's the deal. I see so many people that are going through life without any power. We landed on peace last week, and you got peace. I wrote down this. Um, uh, let me hold that for you for, for, for a little bit. But I think, no, let me give it to you now. You need peace to get through the storm. We talked about peace. I was like, you need peace to get through the storm, but you need power to move a mountain. Like in life, you're going through some stuff, and you, you got you to gotta move some mountains. You don't want peace to move a mountain. That ain't, that's not going to get you very far. But if you're going through a situation, if you're going through something in life where things are difficult, things aren't going the way you do, and you've got, you got an obstacle to climb, you've you got to climb a mountain, you need, to have some, you need to have some power. And that power only comes from the Holy Spirit. That's where it comes from. Like, you can, you can do a lot of things in life. You can do a lot of things in life, but if you don't have no power, if you don't have any power, you're just barely getting by. You're just barely getting by. I grew up playing, playing baseball and, and playing sports. And if you play baseball, I was watching, uh, on the, uh, watching baseball the other day on the, on the TV. Like, if you don't have no power, like, nobody wants to be the guy that hits singles all day long. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. You want to have some, you want to hit the ball to the warning track. Like, you want to hit the ball, you want to hit the ball out of the park. Like, you want to, you want to get that ball, you want that ball to go. Like, you want to have some, you want to have some power. You don't want to be like, oh, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a bunner. I bun all the time. Like, you, you want to have, have some power. If you've got a car, I saw this guy the other day as I was driving a car. I, I, I drove a rental car um, to Birmingham uh, last weekend. I was with, Ryan dropped me off at the car rental place. 
And he's like, bro, we pull into the place and I see his car and I'm like, God, not that car. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, I wasn't like, I'm not one of those guys where I'm like, give me the Range Rover. Give me that high performance car. Like, like I, there's the lowest. And for a dollar more, you can get like one step up. And I'm, I'm like that guy. So I pull into the, to the thing and Ryan goes, I bet that's your Kia. I go, no, bro, I'm too cool for a Kia. Like, they're not gonna give me a Kia. They're gonna walk in, they're gonna profile me and say, he doesn't want a Kia. Like, they're gonna know that. Do you know what I'm saying? They're gonna know that. And I walk in there and they're like, he's like, hey, got your car ready for you to out front. I'm like, oh, cool, I wonder what it is. Like, I wonder what you got me. Like, what do I look, I mean, I mean, I was wearing skinny jeans. Like, probably that's what you get when you're wearing skinny jeans, you probably get a Kia. But I'm like, they're not gonna give me a Kia, you know? So I walk out there and he goes, this is your Kia, Mr. Beach. I'm like, dang it. I'm like, this might work for Josh, but this is just not gonna. And so I was telling Josh, like, hey, bro, bad news. Like, we, good news, we got a car. Bad news is a Kia. And we're gonna be shooting like dad life videos, like the whole way there. Like, we're gonna be, we're gonna be, in a, we're gonna be in a Kia. Like, that's just what we're, that's just where we're at. But you, I was, I was driving that Kia and there was this um, Mustang. It wasn't just any Mustang. It was one of those Roush ones. Is that what they're called? Roush. Dude, that guy just barely touched the gas. They're just like, Vroom. like, you want a car. You want, you want a life that's filled with power. The stuff that you're going through, you can't be like, well, I got peace. That ain't gonna help you. If you're gonna do some things, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna advance, you're gonna, you're gonna go where God wants you, you're gonna do what God wants you, you better have some, you better have some power. You need to have some power. Now, I, here's, I wanna talk to you about power for just, just a few more moments. Let me read the rest of the scripture if we can, Ryan. The Bible says this in verse chapter five, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you're gonna be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse six, like, I'm gonna get you really close to the ascension and we're not even gonna get there today. Verse six says this. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, God, has the Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Like these guys were looking for, like they thought Jesus come do something completely. Like they, they, want, they, wanted, they wanted a political leader. They wanted a whole new world power. Like they, they, didn't, they didn't know this. They didn't know that the, the game changer was grace. And a lot of people don't know the game changer is grace. He's like, hey, you're, you're, you got grace, but I, I'm changing. I'm not going to, we're not going to get a new police, police officers. We're not going to get a new, we're not getting a new political world power. We're not going to overthrow the Roman government. He's like, hey, I'm bringing grace to people. I'm bringing grace to this place. And the Bible says this, he goes, in verse seven, he replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they're not for you to know. Every generation in scripture till today thinks God's coming back in their generation. And he goes, hey guys, it's just not my place to know. People have written books. Jesus is coming back in 1993. People have written books and they've been wrong because the Bible tells us in this passage of scripture that there's no one knows the date nor the time. No one knows when he's coming back. No one knows when this kingdom's coming. No, nobody knows those things. Just a commercial today. This Bible has all the answers to all the problems that you have in life. No one knows that. People are trying to figure out and forecast when Jesus comes back. And he's like, hey bro, when I come back, you're gonna know. There's gonna be a sound that you've never heard before. My kids were at a birthday party yesterday and they gave all the kids whistles. Don't be that parent. Those people are coming to second service. I won't be able to say this now, say this then, but I'm gonna, I was judging them. Like, why do you give 20 kids whistles? Like, you're gonna hear a sound when Jesus comes back. You're, there's, just so you know, I read the end of the book. You're not gonna, you're gonna know when he shows up. You're gonna, it, it's not, it's gonna be like anything you've never heard. If you've seen lightning shows before, you've never seen a lightning show like this before. If you've seen awesome fireworks at Disney, you're gonna see fireworks that you've never seen before. You're gonna know when he shows up. The sound, he's gonna, he's gonna, there's gonna be a mic drop that you've never, ever heard before. So he says here, is it time? He goes, guys, I'll, 
It's my, that's my dad's, that's, that's up to my dad. My dad's got the answers to that question. In verse eight, the Bible says this. It's where, where we get resurrection gives us power. You're gonna receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you're gonna be, and when, you ha, when you have the power, here's what you're gonna do. And you will be my witnesses. You're gonna tell people about me everywhere you go in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And how do I know this verse is true? I know they went out and did it because that's why we have Hope Church in Winter Garden. And that's why we're gonna have Hope Church in the next city, in the next city, because we know that because the Bible says you're gonna go out and you're gonna be my witnesses. And so as long as we're here today, the Bible doesn't, the resurrection gives us power. The resurrection gives us proof. The resurrection gives us peace. The resurrection also gives us the plan. And the plan is this, to go out and to tell the world about Jesus and to dunk those people and baptize them, to immerse them after they know Jesus, tell them all the things that Jesus did, and then they're gonna go out and they're gonna repeat that. So we're supposed to be on repeat until Jesus comes back. Repeat's miserable if you're listening to a CD. Repeat is miserable or skip is, is miserable if you're listening to a, a cassette tape. If you don't know what a cassette tape is, you can go home and Google that. <clears throat> My kids got in our, our 2003 uh, truck, the F, the, um, our F-250, and like, Dad, what is that thing right there? I'm like, what thing? Like, that thing right there. I'm like, man, this generation, you kids, you guys, don't, you guys don't appreciate the finer things in life. I said, that's a tape player, son. You know what, here's, here's the good thing about tape players, if, if, if you know anything about tape players. The best way, before we had Bluetooth, the best way to get music in your car is through that tape player thing that comes out with the eighth inch. How many of you guys have one of those? Those are the best ones. They try to sell those electronic devices that you, that you plug into the bottom of the phone and, or you plug into the CD player. Those things are garbage. So I was, when I saw a tape player, I was like, Amazon. Tape player, eighth inch thingy. Like most of, my, most, most, most of my questions to Siri or to Amazon have the word thingy at the end of it. Like that tape player thingy. They know what, Siri, Amazon, she knows what I mean. Like Lexa, you, you know, she knows what I'm talking about. Like she just, she gets me. Siri gets me, you know, and Diana, hang out with Alexa and Siri. They get me, girl. <laughs> like they get me. How don't you get me? <clears throat> he says here, in this past scripture, you're gonna get power. You're gonna get power. Like, you, you're, you, what, you need peace, you're, you got that. Jesus like, hey, you're gonna get peace, you're gonna get peace. But you also have to have power because things that come at you in life, you gotta have power to get through those things. Here's what the Bible says. Acts chapter 20, love this verse of scripture. This is the kind of stuff, I see you guys are taking pictures or uh, we showed you guys that, um, that um, version graphic. These are verses that you should highlight. If you have the version app or if you have Bible, you ought to highlight these in the Bible. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 20, verse 30. The disciples saw Jesus do many miraculous things in addition to the ones recorded in this book. The next verse says this, but these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You gotta believe Jesus is the Messiah. He's actually the son of God. He's not, he, he gives us proof that he wasn't just a man, but he also was God. He says this, that believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. His, his name alone brings us power. You gotta have power, church. Everybody say power. You gotta have it. If you're going through life without power, you, you, you're, just, you're just limping along. You're just, you're just barely making it. You're, you're, just, you're just getting by. You gotta have some power in your life. Let me read you another passage of scripture. And this verse is, this verse is, there was a word out a while back. It was, it was dank. 
You, you, if you don't got that, you just, you're not living. It's, you know, this is slang term. There's some theology for you, bro. <laughs> I was talking to a friend, he's like, he's, like, I, he's like, I like the deeper meanings. I'm like, you know, research dank. I think that's Greek. <laughs> dank is Greek for sick, you know, like, and sick is Greek for awesome. Like, here's what the Bible said. This verse is one of the highlight verses of the Bible. You got it, like, this is up there with John 3.16. John 3.16 is, is baller. I'm giving you all my culturally relevant words. John 3.16 John 3, is awesome, but this verse right here is right up there with it. John 3.16 is killer, but this verse right here says, says this. I also pray, Paul saying this, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. I hope you get God's power. And that's awesome. Like, that's a great way to, to mic drop. But it gets better. Here's what the Bible says. You want to get the power of God. But then it says this. This is the same power. The power that I'm talking about, let me explain that power to you. I love when Jesus explains what he's explaining. He says, the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms, you get that kind of power. Like, check this. The same power that, that rolled the stone away, that raised Jesus from the dead, that 40 days later, send him up in heaven, you get the same exact power. Is that a lot of, some of you guys are like, bro, I don't want that. That sounds like way too much power. I want all the power. I want all the power. You know what I'm saying? All of the power, Josh. I want all the power. I don't want part of the power. I don't want semi-power. I don't know how many powers there are, but I want all of the power. I got to have all the power. I don't just want a little bit. I don't, want to have a, I don't want a little bit of power in my marriage. I want all the power. I don't want to have a little bit of power when it comes to my parenting. I want all the power. When, it goes through, when I go through life, when obstacles come my way, I don't want to walk up to obstacles and be like, oh, I'll just take a little bit of power to get through this. I want all the power. I want all of it. I want all of the power. I want the power to overcome. I want the power to push through. I want the power to get to the next level. And I don't know about you guys, but you've got to be the kind of person that wants to go to the next level. I want to go to the next level. I do not want to be where I'm at. I'm thankful that I'm not where I once was, but I want to go to the next level. I'm only going to get to the next level if I have the power to push through. And the only way to get the power to push through is to, is to be a follower of Jesus and to tap into the Holy Spirit. This didn't make the notes, but I think it's important to let you know that if you, if you want to know what produces power, obedience produces power. Like we got people, they want power, but they don't want obedience. They ain't going to help you. Like, oh, I want power. You got to put gas. If you want power, you, 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 you got to get the oil changed in the vehicle. You got to put the gasoline in the car. You have, to have a, you have to have all the cranking amps, Armando. I don't know how many cranking amps that there are, but you need all the cold cranking amps that you need to crank the car. You got to have all the power. You got to have all of it, my friends. If you want the power, you got to be obedient. Obedience produces the power. People want to follow Jesus, but they just want to follow him just enough. If you want to follow him just enough to be saved, like, that's, that's lame. I, I don't know if I said this last week or not. It all runs together. I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't really caught up with this whole two-service thing. Like, I don't know what I'm saying from service to service. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm, I'm holding words back, but I know this. We're in first service now, so I can say whatever I want. I don't know what's going to happen next one, but here's what I know. I, I was telling someone the other day, I, I was at this with all these pastors and I was like, he, they're like, how is two service? How is two services? And you know what the best part about two services is that so far? 
the best thing about going to two services. As I told him, I said, it's our dream team. I said, they've killed it. Our dream team has lit up. They said, what has been the weakest part of two services? I said, it's been me. I said, like, it's just, it's like, I'm trying to figure it out still. Like, our team is so awesome. They just, they just jumped in. They're doing double duty. Some of them are doing triple duty. And some of them are like, yeah, that's easy. You didn't sign me up for enough. I want to do more. And, and they're just doing all this. And like, our dream team is literally killing us. I said, my wife's killing it. Our dream team's killing it. I said, I'm just trying to get up there and, and not mess up with all that they're doing. They demoted me. They're like, hey, the other day last week, they're like, hey, can you get a bag of ice? I'm like, yes, I can do it. That's, that's the level I'm at. Our dream team is lights out. They are killing it. People are coming to our church and say, man, what, this church is, we love this church. We, we grew 25 or 30 people the first quarter. Like, man, what? And you know what everybody's saying? Dude, your dream team is like awesome. I was joking out in the lobby and like, hey, man. I was like, hey, you gotta get in for the worship. I was joking with a couple of ladies. You gotta get in for the worship. And I was like, man, we, the best part of our church is, is the worship. The worship is baller. Like the worship is awesome. And the dream team, there's a hierarchy. I'm just trying to get up here and not mess up what they've set up. You know what I'm saying? The dream team, our dream team has, has killed it. I told him, I said, that's, that's been the best thing about it. But here's what I know about this dream team. <clears throat> In order for us to keep on going, we gotta have all the power. If we're gonna reach this city, God's doing some things right now behind, behind the doors and in the inner workings of our church and he's doing some things, he's revealing some things to us. And, and here's what I know, we're gonna go, we're gonna continue to grow and go because of the power. You gotta have the power. You gotta have the power. Um, and whenever I got that verse, same power that rose Christ from the dead, it, it, that, that power lives in me. That was like a game changer for my Christian walk. Because I, I lived a, I'll shoot you straight, I lived a defeated Christian life. Because I didn't know I had power. And if I didn't know I had power, I grew up in a church that we just didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know that the power came from the Holy Spirit. It, that's where it comes from. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Like you've got to tap into that. Like um, all my sister's friends there, we, we kind of grew, I grew up, we all grew up in the same, they all went to the same school together. Like it was this little Baptist church. And we never talked about the Holy Spirit. Like we were in there for like 20 years. We probably heard zero messages on the Holy Spirit. And then I read the Bible, I'm like, there's a whole book dedicated to it. And I'd never heard a thing about the Holy Spirit. I was mad. I was like, I was like, literally, I was like, and I don't know, I don't know how, like, I was, you know, I was, and then they were like, hey, read this book, and I was reading this book, like, and it was translated in, 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 in 1611 in Old English, and like, if you don't read that book, I'm like, one of the books, like, no, no, this book, the one from 1611, that one, that's the holy inspired word of God, I'm like, I don't even, I, I barely know modern day English. One of our, we had one of our guys the other day, and he, and he, he said something like, this girl is low key talking to me, slipping lines on my DM. And I was like, I looked at Diana. I'm like, dang it, I'm old. I was sitting on my couch and I had a blanket. So I put my leg up, I grabbed my phone, low key hitting me up, dropping lines on DM. I had to Google this stuff. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, you better wait till you get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying, but I don't think what you're saying is what I'm saying, but you better wait till you get married. 
on the DM. Because what is it? What? We didn't have that back then. Hey, but I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it. You know, <laughs> Brad, we wouldn't have made it. You know what I'm saying? We got to have the power, church. Whatever it is that you're going through in life, you better have the power. You better have the power, and that's produced by being obedient. If you want the power, you got to get in line with Jesus. You got to get in the water, like figuratively and spiritually. You got to get in the water. It starts with baptism. That's obedience. He says, hey, I want you to go out there. I want you to teach them about Jesus, and then I want you to baptize them. If you haven't been water baptized yet, next week's your week. I, I, Joey said this last week, he said, or Joey said this last week when he spoke about baptism. He said, you know what, man? He goes, he goes, I got saved. He's like, and I know I'm going to heaven, but it's like, if you've ever played baseball before and you run around the bases, he's like, you, you don't want to skip, you don't want to skip a base. If you, you skip a base, they can come and you're out. If you, if you miss up, you got to hit all the bases. Obedience is one of the bases. And I think baptism is one of the things that we do to be obedient. We follow Jesus. You got to be obedient. You got to get in the water. There's denominations out there that debate when you get when the when does the Holy Spirit come on you? When does the Holy Spirit, does it come on you when you when you get in the water? Does it come on you when you first get saved? And you know what I know? The main thing is that you get the that you get the Spirit. I think it comes the moment you get saved. There's other denominations out there that believe this: that if you don't get baptized, then you're not going to heaven. But it, baptism is just an identifier. It just tells the community, I'm a follower of Jesus. So I believe when you get saved. The moment you get saved, you have a you have a one-way ticket to heaven. But I also believe that when you when you when you get saved, that's when you get the Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's when I believe it is. But here's what I know: when you get it, you got full power. You got full power. <clears throat> this is a little piggyback from last week, but here's what I wrote down. I think it's important for you. God wants to give you power in exchange for your pain. I heard a message on the way home or this week and, I, I, and the whole message, basically the whole premise was something along the lines that is God can use your pain. Oh, Brian, he said, God can use your pain to, 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 to motivate you. Like God can use your, God can turn your pain into power, what he said. And I don't, I don't really know if that's true or not, but here's what I do know. Cause like that pain hurts. Like how can you use that pain to be a motivator? Here's what I do know. That he can exchange the pain for power. I know we can do that. Holy Spirit can come in there, move into your life, and be the power. But that's only gonna come, it's only gonna come with obedience. That's only gonna come with going where he wants you to go and doing what he wants you to do. That's, that's how you get it. Like, the more you, the more you do the right thing, 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 it's, you, you build up some momentum. You build up some power. You build up some you want to, you build up some strength. Diane and I, we work out together and most, most days we complain. But here's what I know. You want to build up the, you want to build up the strength. But once, what once was a weakness and once was a soreness, a few days later, it turns into power. It turns into, it turns, turns into some gains. You, you need some gains. You, you need some You've got to do the right thing, do the right thing, the right thing over and over and over and over again. It produces more and more power. Here's what I did. And my, my brother-in-law is a CrossFitter and he, he was explaining something to me about CrossFit. He said, hey, bud, he said, when you go into the gym, don't try to, don't try to lift all the weight poorly. This is right out of Ashley's book. Don't try to lift all the weight poorly. 
what he said to me, he goes, you gotta start with a little bit of weight and do it right. And he goes, if you do the little bit of weight right over and over again, eventually one day the weights, the weights will come. The weights will come. It's, but if you're in there doing it wrong with too much weight, it, it never comes. I think we're a lot like that sometimes. We're, doing, we're out there, we're like, I got this, 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 and we're never ever getting it. I got this, I got this, I got this. You're, you're not getting it. And people are like, look at me, look how I'm like, bro, you still don't have it. It's weird with God because what God wants to do is say, hey, would you just, would you back off the, off the heavy weights? And with God's like, hey, just do the little things and I'm gonna bring the gains. I'll bring the power. Like, you don't have to bring the, you don't have to bring the power. Like to get through what you're going through, you don't be like, oh, I'm strong. You just gotta link up with the one who is strong and he does all the heavy lifting. He, God, God always does all the heavy lifting and there's no weight that's too heavy for him. He has all the power. Everybody say power. He has all the power, my friends. But the good thing is, is he wants to give you some of it. That's like you. We don't have a God who hogs. We don't have a selfish God. We don't have a stingy God. He wants to give the guy in the front row power all the way around to the guy up here power. He wants to give us all power. And he never runs out of power. So I got enough power for all of you guys. And I'm not gonna run out. And I'll continue to give it. And when you decrease, I'll increase. And when you decrease, I'll increase. And when you decrease, I'll increase. And he'll constantly increase your gains. And you'll walk around full of God's power. Full of God's power. And that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants you to have all the power. I'm gonna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.